0: guys, welcome to the We Need to Calm Down Podcast. I'm Devin.
1: And I'm Joe.
0: And this is a show where we talk about all things Taylor Swift.
1: That's right. This is the show where two friends finally get to let their dedication to Taylor Swift, our favorite singer, everyone's favorite singer. That's right. Even if it's not yours, it's yours. Uh, fly
0: <laughs> we'll be discussing everything from song breakdowns taylor news and our insane fan theories but before we go into any of that today we have a fan of taylor swifts who's been uh, in some headlines lately her name is olivia rodrigo she is a big taylor fan and taylor is a fan of hers as well and she had just released the song driver's license joe did you listen to it that was your homework. That was the one thing. Was that really my homework? Well, no, but I wanted you to listen to it.
1: <laughs> I I feel so bad. because so, like I, You sent me a text about it, like what, like last night or something? Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And like I got the notification that Taylor tweeted about it. I was like, oh, that's cool. But I didn't do
0: anything. <laughs> so I believe she came out with the song. I want to say it was... Two days ago or even yesterday it was it's a very recent song and so olivia released it and it's about potentially allegedly about this drama between her and this guy joshua who she co-stars with on the show high school musical the musical the series uh basically she was dating this guy who was a little bit I mean, she's, I think, 17, and he's 19. So people are kind of like, you're giving the guy slack for like not wanting to date a minor, which like I understand, but at the same time, she's just heartbroken. She was kind of seeing Josh. They were never official, and then all of a sudden, um, they haven't posted in a bit, he has like a couple's costume with Sabrina Carpenter for halloween and she posts a picture of her and her friend with the shirt saying dump him and she comes out with this emotional heart-wrenching song called driver's license basically saying you know um i like you taught me Like basically he taught her how to drive and now she drives past her house or his house alone let me get some lyrics up all right I got oh my, my drive. I got my driver's license last week. Just like we t- always talked about, because you were so excited uh, to finally drive up to your house. Um, I know you're probably with that blonde girl who always made me doubt, which is <laughs> Sabrina. Oh She's so much older than me. She's everything I'm insecure about. Um, and she goes, I know we weren't perfect, but I've never felt this way for no one. And I just can't imagine how you could be so okay now that I'm gone. And she's just belting this. Yo.
1: Uh, and
0: then, guess you didn't mean what you wrote in that song about me. Because he wrote a song basically saying he would like wait for her. And he, uh, she goes, C- uh, you said forever. Now I drive alone pl- past your street. And then... We get to the bridge of the song, which gives me all the Lord Taylor vibes I could ever want. It's just red lights, stop signs. I still see your face in the o-. oh my god, yeah. And I oh still, my
1: gosh, there's a curse word in it. I too. still
0: effing love you, but yeah. Oh my god, you really need to listen to that song. Listen,
1: all the colors in it too: red, white, blue, mm-hmm. like. And uh, so this th- sounds right up my alley. You've so, destroyed yeah. me. <laughs> so
0: the the connection with Taylor is that Olivia is like this huge fan of Taylor, and we can finally see some artists, like younger artists, beginning to emerge that are directly influenced by her. Just like Conan, uh, Conan Gray and her both. And on her own mother's birthday, Andrea's birthday, she replies to an Instagram post. Like she comments on it saying, and I said, what was it? And I said, that's my baby and I'm so proud or something. And that's the same thing that her mom said about her when she was younger. And it's just like,
1: "Mm." you love to see it. You love to see it. I, I I hate what kind of like, what is the genre? I'm assuming pop.
0: Yeah. It's like a, like a slow pop ballad.
1: It really is.
0: It really sounds like "Lord" in the bridge, that and someone—I'll send you a video. Someone layered it with "Getaway Car."
1: Of course they did,
0: and so it just hits.
1: Oh my gosh! All right, well, mm-hmm. you just destroyed my night. So.
0: it's all over TikTok. It's like the number one song uh, on the charts. It was like right behind Taylor Swift's two new bonus tracks, and then Officially it over like it. And now it overpassed it, and it's now it's number it really? one. Mm-hmm, I think. Look so. at
1: her go! I think yeah, like I saw yeah, she was number three behind uh, right where you left me, and it's time to yeah. go. And number I mean, one she song that's on awesome. TikTok,
0: yeah. She's... Wait, is that a
1: thing? Does TikTok have like
0: like your trending songs? Yeah, really? Like your, I didn't know your that. trending sounds. Yeah, I mean that's how people kind of identify trends and stuff like that.
1: That's cool. I didn't know that, and learned about TikTok on this show.
0: Mm -hmm. So that's enough about Olivia. We love her.
1: That's awesome. Love to see it. I love that. Mm -hmm. So this week for Taylor News specifically, though, Mm -hmm. what are we doing, Devin?
0: So we will be breaking down track two off of Evermore, which is Champagne Problems. This is the song that Joe didn't really understand at first, so we're going to do a little bit of a between the lyrics sped up version where i kind of explain what the song is to him <laughs> and we'll just go from there but so let's go into some quick facts about the song
1: this blew my mind so we didn't do a rankings last week uh where we're still they, they didn't change enough for us to warrant doing them we might do another one this week uh so check tomorrow because i think it might have changed from then from us because i'm listening to some new music so going back would change it but I can't fathom because you were so high on this song when it came out. This was your mirror ball, apparently. Like mm. this is your mirror ball. Like I ranked it at seven. You ranked it at nine?
0: I mean, that's only two spaces. That's not too
1: bad. But like that's also like low. Like I this know. is like in well, your top five, I thought.
0: I mean, it's that- still top ten.
1: <laughs> it's out of like, seventeen. That's like that's like bottom half.
0: I mean, it's hard because there's so many really good songs. I think You're not wrong. This this one was such a top runner for me at first. And then I think as I started to go into other songs the more it kinda dropped. Same thing with like nobody, no crime.
1: Happened with Mirror Ball in your in the last Mm -hmm. episode or the last one too, so that makes sense. I think this song was always kind of middling for me, which was like not like bad. Not to say like it's bad middling. Like it's still one of the upper echelon songs, which every song on this album is an upper echelon song. It's just like There are others that just like I prefer to listen to, Mm -hmm. but I've had it on repeat all day getting ready for this uh, episode, and it's good. God, it's so good. Like,
0: it's yeah, it's really good. I think the lyrics and the story outweigh the production levels on this song and just like the instrumentals. I I think I like the story more than the song, and typically I'm a bigger instrumental fan, Mm. so that's why it might be a little bit lower than some other songs for me.
1: That would be a huge thing. If I ever liked the music before the lyrics, because I'm the I'm the biggest mm-hmm. lyric and story head imaginable. I love the story in this song. Uh, I love the just the writing style that she has and, and puts out in this song. So let's get into some more quick facts. We, like I said, I ranked it at seven. Devin ranked it at nine. Mm-hmm. Could change by tomorrow, but for, for as of the last power rankings we put out, that's where it was for us.
0: Yeah, I have to sit down with that. So... Uh, during the week ending December 26, 2020, Champagne Problems debuted at number 21 on the Hot 100. Uh, if you look, if you're watching us on YouTube, you can see our little pictures from the lyric video, which is just a video of a glass, glass of champagne with a ring being dropped into it periodically throughout the song, just bubbling up. Very simple image. The song was written by Taylor and William Bowery, aka her lovely boyfriend, Joe, and it was produced by Taylor and Aaron Dessner. Fun fact about the song is there are no pronouns that d- determine any kind of sex besides just a partner being female, which I thought was so, just an so interesting thing. So the
1: narrator, the narrator is female. That's all we no, know. No,
0: so the nar- the narrator we don't know the gender of, but it's the partner of the narrator is female.
1: We don't, because what... it. What a lovely wife she would have made. It's a shame she's effed in the head. Isn't that not referencing the narrator?
0: Oh, 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 yes, yes. Opposite. Okay. Narrator okay. is female.
1: Yeah. And we, we don't, don't know, know the, the partner. partner. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay. I do like that, though. Like, because, like, it, Taylor, I think, does, like, in her head, has, like, mm-hmm. both of these characters gendered very easily. But I think, like, in a way, she's, like, intentionally leaving some of it out if it doesn't have to be said, just so it can reach a wider range of audience. And I think that's great. Mm-hmm. And more people can relate to it, um, which I think is an awesome, just like this is a small songwriting thing, but works really well for her. I like it. I agree. We also like conferred about this. Uh, Katy Perry and Nick Jonas both have songs called Champagne Problems. I listened to Katy Perry's today not a fan it's very different though it's very different very upbeat not uh n- not about weddings or anything like that so i think taylor just took took the name because she liked the name i guess all, a lot of uh, a lot of these pop stars are hearing this have you heard this term before this song no
0: so let's go into that all right. so what even is a champagne problem i hadn't really heard of it i think when you think about it from first glance, I believe we thought it was like alcoholism. Mm-hmm. We well, thought like, oh, a champagne problem. It's like an alcoholic.
1: From like a from like a literary perspective, like you can kind of understand like champagne is a um, is a high class, a quote unquote high class luxury and a mm-hmm. problem like just like a first world problem is what I would immediately equate it to. Yeah, just fancier way of saying it. But what is what is the actual definition?
0: So Urban Dictionary is the only place that I found like a semi-reasonable definition. So they said, a problem or dilemma that when compared to issues of poverty, national disasters and war are not all that big of a deal, but nonetheless provide individuals with issues that must be dealt with or so on so, or quote unquote, a trivial middle class grievance.
1: Exactly, yeah, so First World mm-hmm. Problem, more or yeah. less. But like a coo- much cooler way. Kind of mm. like, a, to me, like a Fallout Boy way of saying that.
0: <laughs> Just imagine, uh, you won't remember all my First, first World, world Problems. Problem.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh like my god, not... I, w- I want that remix. Like we have the John Mulaney Hush version of Mirrorball. I want the First World Problems remix of Champagne Problems. Oh. It's the there same a, syllables too. It works. There wasn't.
0: There was another John Mulaney one. Um, oh, something with my wife. Oh, it was uh, Willow. But instead of saying "That's my man," it was replaced with "That's my wife." <laughs> That's my wife.
1: <laughs> I'm so here for this this Venn diagram of fans. The John oh Mulaney gosh.
0: fans and the Taylor Swift fans and there's this beautiful middle.
1: <laughs> That's so funny. I love that. I have to look that up after this. Yeah. All right, so. Do you want to go ahead?
0: Yeah, sure. So Taylor has spoken about the song and said, it's the song is the one where long-time college sweethearts had very different plans for the same night, one to end it and one who brought a, uh, brought a ring. So it's... Ooh, That's juicy, a hard juicy. One, man. So these this couple was together throughout college, potentially a long time afterwards, because it's a long time sweethearts. So that kind of places some things that we'll talk about in the lyrics later. And when asked, I think it was in the Apple Music um, interview with Zayn Lowe, he's like, "So you wrote this with William Bowery?" And she's like, "Yeah, Joe and I really love sad songs. We've always bonded over music. So it was like." We write the saddest ones. We just really love sad songs, what can I say? It's like just how cruel.
1: I I love it. I love them together. I love that they're secure <laughs> enough that they can write this. I like the joke and go, "Yeah, but what if the guy proposed?" And the girl said no. And he can float that as an idea to Taylor. And she can be like, let's write a song about it. Yeah,
0: it's just, wouldn't that suck?
1: Yeah, it's Oh my god, it would suck so much. Let's write more about how much it would suck.
0: <laughs> she's also said about the song, I'm so excited to one day be in front of a crowd when they all sing. She would have been such, made such a lovely bride. What a shame she's effed in the head. I love a good sad song. Like, I just can't imagine what kind of setting. Everyone's just yelling at wanna-
1: when when I go to the when I go to whatever concert she ends up coming out with next, whatever whatever that is, I am gonna find my nearest parent in the crowd and stare at them the whole time because I want to be there when their daughter or or son, who knows, I'm mm-hmm. I'm there, uh, <laughs> screams. Screams! What a shame! She's after the head, and just see the stern look from the mother. Just like, whoa! We are at a Taylor Swift concert. What happened? That happened to me. My first concert, my mom ever took me to, because she thought it would be a quote-unquote safe concert, was mm-hmm. Nickelback, uh... and they are not a safe band. It was a lot of like, I like turning my mom like, I, I I I didn't know they were like this. I'm so sorry. Wait. <laughs> Your first concert was Nickelback? Not proud of it. Not proud of it. Why am I
0: just learning this?
1: Nickelback, Saving Abel, Abel and Seether at the Spectrum. Oh, wow. Okay. In Philly. Yeah. uh, Never made it (laughs) ever. It was good. I liked it. But uh, yeah, not the best for a first concert.
0: Yeah. I mean, my first concert was Glee, so we don't have to talk about that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Mine's at least a meme. (laughs) I mean, mine's also a meme, but... That's actually true. <laughs>
0: so, a cool point I saw that someone made was that this song could be seen as the antithesis to Love Story. But instead of an accepted proposal, it's a rejected proposal.
1: That changed a lot. Oh, God. Now I have to think about it. And she did. Love Story" is the first song that she's putting out. Like, oh, my
0: gosh. So let's get into Between the Lines. So you can think about this more while I just blow your mind with these lyrics. So I'm going to just read them verbatim and then make my comments. Gotcha. You you booked the night train for a reason so you could sit there in this hurt. Bustling crowds or silent sleepers. Or as she says it, boostling crowds. You're not sure which is worse. So the story starts with the character, alone on the train, not the narrator but the love interest uh, just wanting to sit there in their hurt and reflect. I'm just going to use he pronouns because it's going to make it easier to label for me Um, but he can't decide if it's better to be around a ton of people which basically shows that the world has still moved on even though his heart's broken or to be alone in a sleeper car with nothing but his thoughts so it's kind of like which which is worse
1: It's interesting because like it's 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 which is worse not even like which is the better option to do mm-hmm. it's which is worse than that i've been thinking this all day though when you hear the beginning of a song and it immediately references a night train are is it possible to not think of don't stop believing am the i the only one train. <laughs> <laughs> Going anywhere. like especially cuz that's the first line. <laughs> right? Like mm-hmm. I I've, I've been thinking about that all day. We're like that's there's so no funny. way. I think this is this is a high concept here. I'm just going to loft out there and I'll talk about it more when we break down Gold Rush. I think 80s rock had a big influence on this album and the previous. And I don't know what the National or Aaron Dessner's influences are, but I I'm going to pull that out and mm. talks more about that but i think that is like a not like i doubt she went You know, i've been listening to a lot of don't stop believing lately let me uh let me take that but that is like a pivotal like that is one of the most like ubiquitous opening lines is took the midnight train going anywhere mm-hmm. you booked the night train for a reason i don't know just a I fun did not,
0: little yeah i did not think of that that's a very interesting connection <laughs>
1: That's Devin saying, I didn't think of that. You're wrong.
0: Oh my god, no. (laughs) Just because I use the word interesting to describe some things I don't like doesn't mean that's the case always. Okay. All right. And then it goes, because I, and now we're in the narrator's perspective again, dropped your hand while dancing, aka a hand in marriage dropping a hand, left you out there standing, crestfallen on the landing, champagne problems, your mom's ring in your pocket, my picture in your wallet, your house... your heart was glass. I dropped it. Champagne problems could also be a Coney Island reference. Did I close my fist around something delicate? Did I shatter you?
1: I feel like that line. I've heard it somewhere before. I, I'm sure it's from other songs. But like, there's got to be a "Your heart was glass. I dropped it" kind of lyric in her discography somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like, there it has to be. There's there's no way that this is the first time we're hearing that.
0: Yeah, I think of delicate, and I think of mirror ball when it comes to glass. And delicate mm. things mm. so this is actually just describing the actual proposal moment they're dancing he proposed she declined strapping his hand and subsequently her uh, his heart
1: so this is the chorus yes and the chorus changes throughout mm-hmm. the song like we mentioned happens a lot in folklore one quick thing I will note before we go into the the next second verse do does anyone else and I say this like there's anyone else in this call that can answer me uh sing champagne problems like Droopy the Dog. Champagne problems. Like just like
0: <laughs> I don't sing it that like that, but I do sing it low. Like there's people I sing
1: it like the saddest ho hum person in the champagne problem. Like, I don't like the way she says problems. I don't. Mm. I, I think it's laughable and it pulls me out of the song a little bit. So that's why I always sing it like a meme, and I don't like that I do.
0: Yeah, oh my gosh. There's been a lot of sopranos, just like people who sing higher registers on TikTok, who are just like singing along, and then they get to it, and they can't hit those notes, so they're like, champagne, (laughs) bro. It's like people just physically can't sing along, and I'm like, this is what altos, they're thriving right now.
1: That's okay, I can't sing along to literally anything, so...
0: (laughs) Then we get to the next verse. You told your family for a reason. You couldn't keep it in. Your sister splashed out on the bottle. Now no one's celebrating. So he was really excited to tell his family he was proposing that night. They were all in on it. Splashed out could mean that the sister either spent a lot of money on the bottle or that she was drunk. She kind of spilled the beans that he got rejected. Um, Just being drunk,
1: splashed out. That is one of my favorite phrases taylor has used in a war- in a song it is so like it paints such a great picture mm-hmm. to me it means drunk just when i first heard it i thought your sister she's splashed out she's gone yeah um but i lo- we looked it up and it- it's actually british slang i didn't know that mm. uh so joe's influence coming in horde
0: i wonder if he's um, the one who wrote that lyric
1: it's got to be right like mm-hmm. taylor doesn't know that line Uh, But Dom Perignon, the next line, is a very, very expensive bottle of champagne, so it works kind of both ways, really. Mm -hmm. I also didn't even think about it as the sister spilling the beans that he got rejected. That's insane.
0: Well, because then you get to the line of your hometown skeptics called it, so it's who is she spilling the beans to?
1: I love that. So, Don Perrion, you brought
0: it. No crowd of friends applauded. Your hometown skeptics called it champagne problems. You had a speech, you're speechless. Love slipped beyond your reaches, and I couldn't give a reason. Champagne problems. So, this could be, like, describing him walking into, like, the next room over with all his friends and family after just getting brutally rejected. No one's applauding. No speeches given. Uh, The narrator saying I couldn't give a reason could be about potentially just these mental health issues that are kind of hinted throughout the song.
1: Uh, Well, She says, like, in one of the songs, just like, you don't know the answer until someone's on their knees and asks you. Mm -hmm. It's just like, I just don't. It's not even that, like, I don't want to or, like, anything like that. It's just I knew in that moment. No. Mm -hmm. And no, I don't have a reason. It's just the answer is no.
0: Yeah. Ow. So then we get to the bridge, (laughs) the long bridge is your Midas touch on the Chevy door. So, fun fact, before I get into the actual meeting, I thought Midas was, like, the car repair place. So I was like, oh, he's just really handy. Because <laughs> I oh didn't I didn't realize that Midas wasn't, like, a national chain of car <laughs> 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 Just mechanics. But Midas... You d- you've never heard of King Midas? No, so I'm really bad at Greek mythology. So... King Midas is from Greek mythology. Anything he touched turned to gold. He made, like, a wish upon it, but then ended up regretting it, which kind of cues into Gold Rush, which is also about this cursed richness.
1: That's an awesome... I didn't think of that. Mm -hmm. I did know who King Midas is because I read a book called The Chocolate Touch, Ah. which is the same thing, except everything this kid touches turns into chocolate. Mm. Uh, But... I didn't think of that. Like, it does cues right into Gold Rush, and Gold Rush is, like, it, once everyone touches something, you you don't... It it, it sours it. That's insane. Mm-hmm. I like that. I
0: like that a lot. November flush and your flannel cure. This lyric I could not figure out for the life of me, but just, like, November flush could be just a cold November. Uh, flannel to keep... Your cheeks get all bloody. Yeah. Um, flannel to keep her warm as a cure. And apparently there was this old tale kind of tying it to folklore that a red, red flannel could cure you. So it's like a
1: flannel cure. Thank God I got one for Christmas. There oh my go. gosh. Um, uh, one thing that's interesting. My friend keeps pointing this out to me and keeps asking me if she can come on the podcast to talk about it because she is very big into supernatural. Yes. And apparently there's a huge conspiracy going on in the supernatural community that this couplet here is referencing destiel which is the main character the two of the main characters oh ship together or something i'd be remiss if i didn't know if i didn't if i didn't mention it i've haven't seen a lot of i'm not a huge supernatural i saw like the first eight seasons but to to so i don't understand I don't, this oh but there's a chevy there's a chevy, it's a chevy, right? chevy that's Impala. the whole thing yeah chevy and Paula. Yeah. Oh
0: well God. so here's the thing to i don't know which friend uh told you this but no my parents are huge supernatural fans and then because of that they got me into the show and then i binged all of it up until the season finale
1: lately <laughs> you binged 15 seasons of supernatural it took, like a year
0: it took it took a long time <laughs> and then they had that big break so like there was also that part that's impressive I mean, i'm that impressed that could be I mean, I don't know if Taylor's just a Supernatural fan. I think that's just something that's a cute little nod. Like, oh, Chevy and then flannel, because the main characters do wear flannels. All right.
1: Maybe. Who knows? Who Interesting. knows? Interesting. That's the thing about Taylor. Her lyrics can mean anything. Whatever you want exactly. them to mean, sweetie. <laughs> sure thing, Grandma.
0: <laughs> um, the next line, This dorm was once mm. a madhouse. I made a joke. Well, it's made for me. So
1: love this line you know
0: this Taylor mentioned that they were college sweethearts so being in a dorm that's a typical college tradition madhouse could mean oh this dorm was just wild and crazy but then the narrator of the song believes it was made for her with like these mental health issues kind of like self-deprecating humor like oh this dorm was a madhouse yeah it was made for me I'm mad
1: I think yeah like it it means like because like a madhouse is another way to describe an mm-hmm. asylum Or like, or mental health facility. So like, it's just a double, double meaning on it. Like, in college, you use, and she mentioned this, but you use words that like have like this big meaning, but you use them for smaller things. I love this line so much because it does paint mental health in the exact light that you see Mm -hmm. it in. Every single friend that I have that's dealing with anxiety, depression, anything like that, will make, will jump at the excuse to make a self-deprecating joke. They will joke about their depression. They will joke about their anxiety. They will joke about all of it just at, in, a, in a split like second. Like I
0: didn't make a joke before we started recording. <laughs> <laughs> yes, okay. Um, we get to the next line, how Evergreen, our group of friends, don't think we'll say that word again. So the name of the friend group could have been Evergreen. Funny enough, there was a dorm at my college called Evergreen.
1: Mm-hmm. Was it really? All the
0: uh, all the dorms were named after just like trees and foliage and stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: Okay. Fun fact:
0: another one was Willow, and that's where I, dormed. So. T-
1: Look at. Oh my gosh! Why is that not on your Taylor Swift podcasting resume?
0: I don't know. I just thought of that now. That's really cool, actually. Um, but so she says, "Don't think we'll say that word again." You would think maybe evergreen that word, but another word it could be is just the word "r." Our group of friends don't think we'll say that word again because they won't share anything anymore.
1: So, is evergreen capitalized in the in the lyrics, or did you do Um,
0: that? I forget. It might be capitalized.
1: So I, I do know like evergreen as a term generally means like, what's the what's like just generic. Mm -hmm like evergreen is just the most common style thing. So I think like, this is a point that like, it points out to her. Like, I don't think she would ever fit in with his friends. I think like, she never liked their friends. She thought they were very basic and, and, didn't really respond to her so I'd, I'd like I've been trying to figure out what she means but I don't think we'll say that word again I thought maybe friends mm-hmm. could be the word don't think we'll I'll ever call them friends again uh our is a great mm-hmm. one though our group it's, of friends don't I think, think we'll right. say
0: that word again
1: yeah because it's not mm-hmm. our friends but if they're still yours they're just not they're not mine yeah. anymore. I I like that, and I think it's a great dig because it shows like it could be another reason because she doesn't give a reason like she says she doesn't give a reason why he's not they're not together, but like just not fitting in with his friend group could be another like it's an, it's just another reason why they aren't fit to to be yeah. married. There was something that was always wrong. She was mispl- she was an outcast or like didn't fit in the way she wanted to or something along those
0: mm-hmm. lines. And then the next line and soon they'll have the nerve to deck the halls that we once walked through. So this is just a cool passage of time. You go from November flush to, you know, decking the halls, usually December, Christmas carols, all that kind of stuff. Uh, the halls...
1: I love how... I was going to say sorry, the halls just
0: could be, like, the do- college dorm or the halls of mm. whatever room they're in now where he proposed.
1: I like... I, I want to go through each song and see. I feel like she has, like... The smallest references to winter and, and, and specifically Christmas mm-hmm. in some way. And like all of these songs, like I, I'm, I'm just going off of that, but like, I feel like, like, I mean, obviously tis the damn season, but like, I feel like I, there's just something, there's just a little nugget in every, in this, every song that just makes it feel like this time of month or this time of the year, yeah. which it's I love. the
0: imagery of like the darker seasons.
1: Mm. Mm.
0: yeah then one for the money two for the show I never was ready so I watched you go directly translates from the children's rhyme one for the money two for the show three to get ready and four to go
1: I never noticed that that is so mm-hmm. cool oh my god cause well didn't she do that with um she ended up with the cheerleader cheer right in um Miss Americana the Heartbreak Prince what is it like uh Oh my gosh! Go. She does like a cheer, the cheerleader chant. Like uh, I forget what it. uh, I the, go fight win. Oh yes, Uh, because I never want to fight. Like she, like she puts like the this very common phrase, and then just like puts her own lyrics around it. There's another one that's
0: like a little more obvious. That's what I thought you were gonna go for. Um, What's the other one? uh, All the king's horses, all the king's men couldn't put me together again. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one too. Yeah, yeah.
1: She's starting to really play with that. I love I love when they take something like that. I never noticed because I there's another song that I love that does one for the money, two for the show, but I don't remember if they did three to was get ready it or Lana? four to go, and I never heard that before.
0: I think Lana also did it was a, something like that.
1: It was a band called Mariana's okay. Trench, which I'm not sure anyone knows who they are.
0: your Joe over here. Yeah, they
1: did. <laughs> canadian pop punk bands uh that i love that that's mm-hmm. so cool anyway continue. so that could just be like a fear <laughs> of
0: commitment i never was ready so i watched you go um sometimes you just don't know the answer till someone's on their knees and asks you could be that proposal neil someone pointed out it's not till someone's on their knee it's knees like are you begging them to stay like on both knees
1: I didn't hear that. Mm -hmm. That's awesome and horrifying. Oh my gosh.
0: And then she would have made such a lovely bride. What a shame she's effed in the head. They said the mental health stuff could be depression, just any kind of mental illness, Uh, but you'll find the real thing instead. She'll patch up your tapestry that I shred. And then the entire next line, you know, and she'll hold your hand while dancing. Never leave you standing. Crestfallen on the landing with champagne problems. Your mom's ring in your pocket. Her picture in your wallet. You won't remember all my champagne problems. And then it repeats. So it's just a parallel to the beginning um, chorus. The narrator is imagining imagining his life with someone else that he could be happier with. But the saddest part is just, like, what happens to her? Like, does she just, like, she's, like, wishing that, you know, like, you know, kind of, like, I'll give you peace by being with someone else. We won't be together. But, like, she deserves a happy ending, too. But it's just kind of like melancholy in that aspect.
1: It's interesting. Like I think that what a shame she's effed in the head. Like I think that directly points to champagne problems. In that, like a lot of people, especially in middle class, look at depression and stuff like that, where you you show signs or you're you're depressed, sad or whatever for no reason seemingly, and they just say they like a lot of people in that. Styles, especially like older who don't understand mental illness, just go, you're just being dramatic or get over it or like, why are you – so? there's literally no reason to be sad. Why are you sad? Blah, blah. And, And they just don't understand it. And people who have depression are like, I know there's no reason for me to be sad. I know there's no reason for me to have the feelings I have. I do not want to have the feelings that I have. I'm not asking, woe is me. And I, and that's the other thing too is in this song I don't think she, like she's not asking mm-hmm. she's not saying like woe is me I'm like oh poor me I'm just depressed again like she's just like it's very upfront about yeah. it and
0: but that's just like, like the saddest part it's like girl you deserve happiness too
1: she'll find it one day yeah she'll find it one day uh. he said with no <laughs> no. <laughs> Nothing to reference about it. Just he thinks so. <laughs> uh,
0: but that is the lyrics. Anything you want to point out that I missed?
1: Uh, I mean, you you nailed it. I the lyrics in this song is so great. There's one thing like that's interesting to me, and I'm just gonna do a quick thing. I've been told about this movie called Melancholia for a while, and it's it stars Kirsten Dunst, and it's about depression, mm. and it's also set during a wedding. Mm. I keep thinking about this movie while I hear this song, even though I've never seen the movie. So I'm going to watch that movie tonight. You know what? Yes. I'm going to, I'm going to put a time on it. I'm going to watch that movie tonight. And on our next episode, I will relay if it actually relates to this song in any way, shape or form. Uh, So So you
0: need to watch this movie. You need to listen to driver's license and you need to listen to the, that's my wife version of Willow.
1: Gosh, let me just get out the whiteboard. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) All right. So uh, we went through all the lyrics. One of my favorite parts. But there are some interesting things in this song that are not the lyrics. Devin, can you teach me about the music behind these lyrics?
0: I would love to. So, Joe, I will go in and explain some of these music things. Honestly, this isn't going to be a super long section today because there's not too too much going on with the production value behind it it's just it's very simple so the song is four minutes and four seconds it's in c major and really the only instruments are there's a synth a synth bass piano in the umpa style which i'll explain in a second and then acoustic guitar so what is umpa? Oom-pah? Umpa pa you say it's like
1: i think that's the charlie and the Choc- chocolate factory thing right
0: it's just Dun, 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 dun. It's just, it just goes in between these like two parts of a chord. Oh, so, that's like, cool. if you have Yeah. So if you have like three notes in a chord that you're playing like a C chord, you have your C, E, and G, if I know music at all. So then you would press like the E and G at the same time and then press the C afterwards. So it's like dun, 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 dun. Ooh. So basically that throughout most of the song,
1: is that There's what this... the Oompa Loompas sing? Is that how, like, as they go, no. doompa, doompa. Oh, okay.
0: Well, that, yeah. But just, you okay. wouldn't add the the doopity-doo after. <laughs> where it just goes into this other
1: part of the song. Ah, <laughs> oh, so this is the piano without the doopity-doo. <laughs>
0: yes, yes, yes.
1: All right, so... so... <laughs> I don't know why that movie me laugh so much. <laughs> It's just oh, the sorry. casualness of it, I'm sorry. um, go ahead, so
0: there's this like twenty two second long intro where it's really just the piano. There might be some very, very subtle synth in the background that's just one bass line, but it's very simple, and then you get into the lyrics. she kind of sings in this mid range voice, like she's kind of using her head voice a little bit, but it's mostly just like her alto chest voice, especially when she gets to champagne problems. Um, just very simple piano. So then after the first chorus, you start to get that acoustic guitar plucking. Um, you know, it does like arpeggios towards the end of the song, which is, you know, just your do-do-do-do-do-do-do, like up and down the scale. Um, harmonies start to come in after the second chorus, where, or at the second chorus. And then as soon as the chorus ends, you get this echoey layered like harmony style like uh, 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 just Taylor going off basically just like a nice this is little all stuff
1: I never notice like it, it, bo- just, it blows my mind
0: I mean that's a big part of the song you just hear her singing the o's like I'm I can't imitate it because I can't do that but it's just it sounds very angelic it sounds like a choir in a way it sounds like something you'd hear at like a church or like a wedding which you know makes sense for the song and the imagery it's trying to paint uh, and then I don't know if she meant to do this on purpose, but there's like a 22 second intro and then it's the same amount of time for the outro, which is just such a cool little nod.
1: She had to. She had to. She I'm, was feeling I, 22.
0: She might have been. Yeah. <laughs> and then the thing that I just can't understand, which I caught us, the very end, there's just this really weird piano movement where it's just like someone's just do Like a little trill at the end. Why? It's was, so <laughs> so cool, but I don't know why.
1: Like I know like occasionally like songs will just end with like a like a like a run mm-hmm. up and down the piano, but like this doesn't feel like that. It's it like a smaller like, version of that.
0: It sounds like someone was like playing a piano somewhere like a bar or,
1: like She, she does the, it twice though, too, right? She does. Yeah. Like, doesn't she do it twice? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like that's the other. Why would you do it twice? Taylor, what are you doing? Why? It's <laughs> like, like
0: i've i've heard that a lot when you just have people like in studio sessions or something or just like playing to their friends and they play this really nice piece and then you just kind of like throw it away at the end and you're like and eh, i'm done all right it's just yeah, like play was... it's very playful
1: but like why this song of all of them mm-hmm. maybe is it like what's the word like denouement like or trying to all right like calm down now like, you don't have to be so sad. It's like the end
0: of I Forgot <laughs> That You Existed, so, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, just, like, a way to, like, like de-escalate mm-hmm. what was happening. Just, like, make you, like, reset, like, a palate cleanser kind of a thing. Because, I mean, that, that's, that happens. Like, at the end of the song, you're like, oh, my gosh, it's so sad. It's a like, snap out of it. <laughs> you're done being it's sad like, now. It is. It's like a snap in your face. Like, come on. We have another song to do. Come on. I I It has been killing me since the release of this of this record I, I i why taylor you can't just not talk about it
0: but she can and she has it.
1: i uh, hate it so that is all, right.
0: all that i have to say really about the song like again music is very just kind of bare bones-esque not really instrumental crazy Not like Gold Rush, which will be our next song breakdown, where they use a million and one different instruments and people on that song. So this was a very, I think the message of the song was more important than the instruments behind it. So I think when you do a very kind of drawn back, subtle, instrumental, it kind of raises the impact of the lyrics more.
1: I can see that. Mm
0: -hmm. Like that was the highlight of the song.
1: I do like it. Definitely feels like she she definitely was focused more on the lyrics and the story. I think it was a big part of it. So I can kind of give it a pass for the for the the songs or like for the the I can't talk.
0: It's okay. None of us can.
1: (laughs) All right. So. Do you have anything to say in closing? Anything about this song that like really like
0: makes me want to drink drink champagne?
1: It kind of really does. Like for no reason because it's bad. Like I feel bad about it. But like also like I can't. It's weird because I feel like I want to celebrate but like be sad. Mm -hmm. Celebrate in sadness. This is a perfect New Year's Eve song. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I don't really have anything. I think, like, for me, like again, it's it's one of the middler songs of this of this album, uh, it, which is like ridiculous to say. It just shows how many amazing songs on this album because this is still one of like the best out- songs she's put out. Mm-hmm. Full stop. Just it's one of the better ones. And the bridge, we barely even talked about it, but the bridge is one of is. Being argued among fans as like one of the top five bridges she's ever put out, which is insane because it's nowhere near as good as the bridge on Tis, Tis the Damn Season, but
0: yeah, it's Do debatable. you think?
1: Do you think this bridge would have topped our f- top five in our bridge episode?
0: Well, we did it when Evermore came out. So
1: no, we did. We, br- did, we it? did it right before Evermore came out. Uh, yeah.
0: Oh. Uh,
1: so we we have to do a should i should have said so down the line to to put yeah, I don't it know. in there but
0: maybe it's
1: tough it's tough uh if you guys haven't heard that episode we did a whole we did before evermore came in in our lives we did a whole episode uh talking about taylor Swift's bridges and breaking them down and rating them and then she dropped like six or seven more incredible bridges in Evermore. Making yeah. us have to rethink our previous episodes again, but go give that one a listen. I think it at least makes an honorable mention. Like it's got to be top ten. Yeah, it's at least top ten. I I don't top five is so hard mm-hmm. because I don't know. Maybe hindsight will tell. We'll get down the line. It's it's hard too because I think our top five we loved all of those songs to death and like it just doesn't have the same pedigree that like last Kiss or all too well has yeah no way so i, I wanted to spend a little more time talking about the bridge because i know like it was it's the talk of the town with this album i, I think it's very good i think the curse word bumps it up a lot mm-hmm. i think it-, it it has a lot of impact it's a is it a rancing bridge is it a rancing bridge yeah Okay, that's what I thought. I just, I'm always afraid to say anything like that because I don't know anything. Well, just um, the
0: sheer reaction we had to it, too. Like, I true. screamed when we first listened to this. Yeah,
1: it was huge. I, and, it, and it came right after Willow, which is like this upbeat, positive song right into this depressing song that just like pounds you and pounds you over the head and then hits you with an F-bomb. And this, the bridge, it reminds me of Cardigan's bridge where it's just like, it just keeps going. It mm-hmm. doesn't let you doesn't let you sit and, ab- and absorb the line that came before it. And yep. then you get the F-bomb and you're like, well, I can't even listen to the rest of this bridge because I just heard that. And how mm-hmm. am I gonna, like, what? So, I mean, I think we d- it definitely, we have to sit down with it and see where it falls among them. But I think we have to do that with a lot of these because I will still say Dam's season is a better bridge, but mm-hmm. I know that I'm in the minority on that one. Because I don't think I've converted you on that yet. I still think you fall yeah. under this is the best bridge on the album.
0: I have to think about it. Because just the damn season does have really good bridge. But I think that this one tops it a little bit.
1: So this is your number one bridge on the album? I would say that. I I can't argue. I can't argue. Mm-hmm. I know I'm in the minority. I know this one is insane. One of the better ones. Uh, But I think that's it. Do you have anything else you wanted to say about it?
0: No, I think we're pretty uh, good.
1: Alright, so if you guys liked what you heard in this episode, please be sure to give us a review and a 5-star rating on Apple or follow us on Spotify or wherever you hear us. We're on every uh, platform for a podcast. If you have a friend that likes Taylor Swift, tell them about us. Uh, The fastest way for us to grow this podcast is through word of mouth, so uh, sing our (laughs) (laughs) praises. (laughs) <laughs> sing so weird to sing say. our praises <laughs> like
0: we sing this bridge. Uh, make sure to follow us on social media. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. We use Instagram the most, but we're at We Need to Calm Down Podcast on YouTube. Make sure to subscribe. Um, you know, leave a comment. We love reading them. You know, check us out. Check our lovely faces out. Except for the days that I feel like I can't put on makeup, <laughs> and then I look like
1: this. Don't worry, I. I never put on makeup. But we're a
0: podcast. It's it's about the voices.
1: The voices which uh, I'm still nervous about my own. My mother says <laughs> I
0: have a face for radio. Jesus.
1: <laughs> no, that's like a saying. It's a joke. That's yeah, it's a rude joke. <laughs> oh my gosh, if you have a suggestion for an episode or or a therapist for De- for Devin, I have please. one. Jeez. <laughs> Please drop us a comment or a DM This is like the most off the rails outro We've ever had Uh, If you have a suggestion For an episode drop us a comment or a DM We love hearing from you guys On a lot of the episodes that we've been That have been mentioned in our DMs In our comments everything have actually been made In the episodes so let us know What what you guys want to hear
0: Yeah aside from that thank you for listening to the We need to calm down podcast we will see you Next typical Tuesday Come back
1: We'll be here (laughs) I'm <laughs> sorry.